And yes, it's most cats relax when they get the nice warm water on them. And the technique that I use is very calming and they don't hear the water, they don't see the water, they just feel the water. So that initial, this is what is gonna happen here, kiddo, <laughs> is not so scary for them. But I love it when the owners look at that first rinse and they look down in the tub and their mouth just, they can't believe what was on their cat. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's an educational process. And in the United States, it's becoming more and more accepted and understood and commonplace that yes, your cat needs a bath. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Crazy People. I am Alexis Ward. I'm the founder of The Cat Farm. We sell cannabis products for pets and people, and we like to talk to cat people around here. So I want to welcome my new favorite person, Linda Eubanks. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me today for this episode. Um, let's do a little introduction. Let, tell me about your business, Bella Mio Grooming, and being a trained cat groomer in the state of Texas. Yes. Um, Bella Mio Cat Grooming. Mio is around here somewhere, but uh, my my heart cat of the last 12 years, Mio was a Siberian rescue. And uh, uh, the, the Bella Mio, um, my sister is actually in advertising and she helped me with the logo and the, the naming and everything. But I said, it's got to have Mio's name in it somewhere. Um, I'm a retired teacher. I was in the classroom for 35 years. And you can see by the gray hair, uh, <laughs> I, I got my kids through COVID and I was a, a high school band director, actually. So used to those long, long hours and, and over committing myself. Uh, and in, in my last couple of years of teaching, I, uh, besides my, my love of cats that I've always had, uh, I found a new activity that uh, kind of took my mind away from the classroom and all of the stresses and, and everything. And that was going to cat shows. I've always loved ragdoll cats. And I have a good friend in Ann Paul, who is one of the top ragdoll breeders in the country, and she lives close by. And I got my very first ragdoll cat, Maddie. And she convinced me to check out cat shows. Well, cat shows, you know, I only knew that there were dog shows. Well, cat shows is a big, big thing. And it's basically a beauty contest for cats. <laughs> um, and and getting ready for the shows, the cats need to be groomed. Every cat that goes into a show has to be bathed and meticulously groomed prior to the show. Because it is a beauty contest, um, they do get judged on how well they are groomed. Well, long story short, I found out that I was very good at the grooming, but my cats were not very good at showing. They hated it. They My loving, cuddly cats who are <laughs> being clowns right now around here, I'm sure one of them will walk across the screen at some point. Um, they're, they're beautiful cats. They're loving, etc. but get them into the show ring. And, and they just didn't want to do it. And they, they got a little bit aggressive or they got scared. <clears throat> and I kept trying and kept trying. And I got another rag doll and another rag doll. <laughs> and uh, so between rescuing and, and uh, helping you know, uh, with ethical breeders and, and making sure that I'm supporting ethical local breeders. Um, I balanced my karma between rescuing cats and, and uh, purchasing bre uh, bred cats. And back to the to the grooming, I found that I was very good at the grooming. Um, I was very interested in it. People started asking me, how do you get your cat to look so good? Or can you help me get my cats ready for the next show? And nature took its course. I got very interested in that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I found online uh, a, a an organization that just really changed everything for me. And that is NCGI, National Cat Groomers Institute. 
Um, I, I started conversing with Danelle German and Lynn Paolillo, two of the, uh, the top people in, in that, that organization, and found out very quickly how much I didn't know about cat grooming. Uh, I've been told that I have a way with cats, whether it's a, um, a cat whisperer type of a situation where I was able to take care of friends' cats who they won't let me trim their nails. Uh, hold my beer. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. Um, and so I've had a natural ability to be very calm with cats and, and be able to work with them. But picking the, the, the minds of all of the, the breeders and different breeds and how do you take care of that coat and how do you prepare that coat? And um, once I got affiliated with National Cat Groomers Institute, I realized how much I didn't know. So the training with that organization is um, is incredible. Everything you, you could imagine is, is covered by experts in the field. Um, I am through the training and going to be certified so that I can officially call myself a CFMG, a Certified Feline Master Groomer, um, as, as soon as my, my schedule and life allows. Uh, but I can claim that I am trained National Cat Groomer Institute. Um, it, it, it's been incredible. Instead of waiting until I was done, people started saying, let's get this up and going. So I'm, I'm finishing up my training and certification, but I've been successfully running Bellamio Cat Grooming uh, for, it's coming in on two years now. And I have clients without even advertising because finding a cat groomer is so difficult. Um, there are wonderfully trained dog groomers who are brave enough to say, I'll do cats, but there is such a completely different level of training that is necessary for cat grooming that um, I encourage all dog groomers at least take some of the courses with NCGI and, um, and, and see um, a, whole, a whole new world uh, that is out there. Um, National Cat Groomer Institute has a find a groomer um, search engine on their website, and you can go and look at a map and, and find where there are trained groomers like I'm on there, even though I'm not CFMG yet, uh, as well as CFMGs, as well as trainers. And you will find that I believe as of right now, I am the only um, National Cat Groomer Institute trained groomer in all of Houston. There was one other and she just moved to Dallas. <laughs> so, I like you're spreading the wealth yeah. here, right? <laughs> Finding a groomer is, is hard. Um, it is. I think, um, you know, something that I come across often and it's not just applicable to grooming, but I think I highly recommend for people to really, I guess what I want to say is it's a common misconception that cats and dogs have the same thing or they require the same things. And I'm seeing it from the vet side. I'm seeing it from behavioral side. And I, I don't know, it's just, there's something out there. So listeners, like just make sure that you're not grouping them together yes there's some commonalities because we're all mammals but you know a dog's way of showing they need grooming versus the way a cat looks and, and appears is going to be slightly different and it's something to keep in mind right even here in houston i have noticed i've, I've been here about 17 years now um i'm originally from the cleveland ohio area um i've been here about 17 years and i've seen this grow where there's at least five or six just here in the greater houston area cat only veterinarian offices memorial cat hospital all cats there there's um there uh, I, I could name a few but you know uh where they're realizing that feline specific care is completely different and they've dedicated their entire practice towards that same with the grooming people are more and more starting to understand and here's my quote for the day cats lick themselves they don't groom themselves it would be like me saying i'm going to do this there i've washed my hair no i didn't wash my hair it gets greasy it gets gunky um it's it's just that you would you people wash their dogs because dogs are out and about and running and playing but your cat is a giant swiffer duster in your house <laughs> and if your cat is an indoor outdoor cat then yes why wouldn't you consider grooming them um as as 
you do in a dog. Um, I love it when a first time client uh, is is nervous about their cats or they're not really sure about it. I make sure they're in the room with me and watch that first rinse. That first time I soak them up. My cats need a bath. I hate to even say it to you out loud. I don't <laughs> think I've ever, I have one cat that probably has never had a bath and I've had her for six or seven years. And yes, my cats are indoor, outdoor. And I think the more I'm, immune for the most part except like if I pet my cat and I touch my eyes I'll start to get like teary-eyed and so I, I've trained myself to, to not do that too often but on occasion I forget it's usually in the morning before I have my coffee right <laughs> and I have to go wash my face but I had when I had my son who is only eight he came out allergic to cats and I was like, how is this possible? How do I have an, a, a child allergic to a cat? And so we've had to kind of change his behaviors too, because he would want to hold the kitty or put him close to it. And he would break out in hives. And so, oh. and he also has really, really terrible <laughs> allergies. So them coming in and out, bringing all the pollen in the house. So it's definitely something I need to do. I think the last time we were together, I bought some soap from you and I still haven't used it. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days I'm really hoping my daughter will step in because she actually <laughs> enjoys giving them baths <laughs> well next time I'm in the Austin area I will come and give you a free groom how does that oh, sound thank you I appreciate that I appreciate and here that. we have our first <laughs> we have our, our first we have first to come visitor? and visit everybody yes we do <laughs> awesome. and this has been Ben, Finn does not like to be held so much, but oh, Finn is a seal point mitted rag, rag doll who is probably going to scratch my face off right now. Just wanted, wanted to walk across the keyboard. So I have not um, met any rag dolls until um, we did that show together uh, not too long ago. And so mm -hmm. I had no idea that they were another very large breed of cat. Um, so I was kind of surprised. Uh, you know, I learned something new too, like coming, and I've been a cat person my entire life, but even being a cat person your entire life, there's so much to learn about. Absolutely. I don't food. pretend to know it all. Like I said, once I started my training, I found out how much I didn't know. <laughs> That's basically what happens in these podcasts. Like every time I'm talking to somebody, I learn something new. So, <laughs> so be, I'm sure that there are other people just like me who are like, I don't want to give my cat a bath. I don't know how to do this. Like, what are some tips or, or techniques or, you know, like, importance of grooming like what would be like some real reasons to incorporate that how frequently should you bathe your cat like these are i'm sure you get these questions all the time Linda. oh absolutely <laughs> um yes my 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 business is me coming to the house i'm a house call cat groomer uh i have aspirations down the road in my business plan that i will be adding a mobile grooming van uh that will be feline specific um where i will offer the choice of <clears throat> either coming into your home and doing the groom in the home or bringing the cat out to uh to the van and uh, having the grooming done right there, either one of those choices would eliminate the dreaded car ride for a cat, and and that is what gets most cats so um, so stressed out and upset. Where you're you're going to groom a cat that's already been uh, <laughs> terrorized for some cats by being put in a carrier and then being put in a car and taken somewhere. And usually they're taken somewhere where there's either barking dogs or even the smell of dogs. Um, if you're lucky enough to find a salon that maybe has a cat only day where they don't allow dogs in that day, there's still the smell um, of, of, of dogs in that. So my business model started off as house call. I firmly believe that cats are much more comfortable uh, in their own environment. So I like to work in a bathroom. I do most of my grooming on the floor with a cat in my lap. <clears throat> I like to use the client's towel as the first wrap up after the bath because it smells like mom and dad. Um, 
and I introduce everything slowly. Uh, I play relaxing cat music, 528 megahertz. That's the music teacher in me um, with cats purring in the background. So it's really like a spa experience for the cats. Um, my energy before I walk into a house has got to be in check. I have got to be very calm. Sometimes I'll sit in the car for just a couple of minutes before I start bringing my things in just to get heart rate down, to get energy levels at, at a nice calm rate because cats pick up on that. They will absolutely, if you're tense, they're going to be tense. There, There's enough of a problem with a stranger coming in the house with, with equipment and what have you that if we were to to make that any worse then it's the chance of a successful groom you know just gets lower and lower i tell my clients the same thing keep yourself in check if you're anxious about the groom and most people are they're worried about either doing it themselves or having somebody come in to do it the cat's going to pick up on that so i find that the calm the calmer i can keep myself the calmer the cat's going to be um i'm i'm losing my direction here but but the 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 in-home uh experience has really proven to be successful um although my my client base is starting to build and build and build um i've i've found that i'm i'm interested in just a couple days a week trying well what is a salon experience like if I can control the environment in a salon and I have been lucky and blessed enough to have met uh, Angie from the kitty bodega in the Houston Heights uh, area she just opened a a new shop right on Yale and 20th that is just incredible and she was bugging me and bugging me when she was getting ready to open this new shop you know maybe think about coming in and what if I were to set up a grooming area in the back and, and and so we, we've decided to give it a try. And so I am uh, right now there on Sundays and Mondays. And within three weeks, it yeah, it exploded. I've got a, a full, uh, fully booked schedule there already. So I'm doing that on Sundays and Mondays. And then the rest of the week, I'm booking house call appointments. Um, and so far, so good. We've, we've got it very controlled to where I can provide a very calm experience for them. Um, I've been able to successfully groom all but one cat so far that's come in. Um, so I do find that they're a little more keyed up and I have to work harder to get that cat to calm down and to trust me and to get comfortable with the process so that I can work with them without uh, shedding blood <laughs> or, yeah. or getting killed. Um, <laughs> but but that's very, very exciting to to have started that. Uh, That's not even on my website yet. That's how new it is. We wanted to kind of test the waters and see how that goes. But I do firmly believe in my house call uh, model because I feel that's where I'm my best as a groomer. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. We love the kitty bodega here at the cat farm. So Angie's Anything you want. I know. uh, Cat wise, it's just wonderful. (laughs) I can't wait to see the new store. We're going to be in town at the end of September. So I'm excited. I've, I've been to the old store. So I'm real. Mm-hmm. real this one is so much easier to get to the, the parking access and what have you. And, and for, for those people who are not from the Houston area, the Heights area of the Houston uh, Heights area of Houston is both historic and up and coming. Uh, I, I, during breaks, I went and drove around the area just to really familiarize myself. And it's just incredible how many renovations and, and apartment complexes, but they're being true to the area, which is really nice. Um, it's just the, the area is exploding. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe someday I might even move to the Heights area. I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I hit the lottery, I might, might right. do but all, did anybody really play? Good. Did you play the lottery? I, I forget. I always forget. I think it was, was it last night. <laughs> I do one know? ticket, one ticket. It's all it takes is one ticket to win. And yeah, I have been lately, but I didn't check to see my if my ticket won. Was it last night? I don't know, but I, my fingers are crossed for you. Well, <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. So I'm out. I'm out of the mix. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So you talked a little bit about challenge. You've had one cat that you couldn't groom. So how- That's at the bodega. That's at the bodega, yes. So like, what are some of the challenges that you run into? Like, how do you decide like, this is, 
you know, when do you give up, I guess? Like how oh, much effort do you put into grooming before you realize like this is just not- I just can't do this, can't, yeah. Um, there's a lot of different levels of of giving up and, and I don't see that as failure. Mm-hmm. I see giving up as being conscious to the needs of the cat because, and, and I'll tell the owner the same thing. My number one priority is the cat. Number two is you as the owner. So please don't be upset if I say you need to not be in here. I like it when when clients <clears throat> like to watch the groom and they like to, to be in there. And in most cases, the cats are okay with that. If you were to have an owner come in and watch a groom while a dog is being groomed, Oh, no way. That dog is not going to listen to the groomer and not, you know, the groomer is just going to have a heck of a time with that. So, but it's a little different with cats. I've seen about 50, 50. There's been a couple of instances where the cat was quite fractious and I brought the owner in and the cat calmed down and some instances where the cat was working well. And then the owner came in because they wanted to watch some of it and the cat went crazy. So I guess it's about 50-50 where sometimes the cat will calm down if the owner is in there. So the the challenges are the cat is nine times out of 10 scared and they will react either, you know, in in the training, there's different, you know, types of cat behaviors that we're trained to assess. You know, there's shy cats, there's aggressive cats, et cetera. And usually if a cat is scared, um, they will shut down, you know, uh, like a baby bird syndrome. If you put a a, a towel over their head and they can't see what's going on, a lot of cats will just become compliant and let you do what you need to do. Um, Then there are cats who are, get fractious um, when they feel threatened and they will swipe, they will bite, et cetera. Uh, Yeah. A cat bite will send me to the hospital. There is no question. You've got to get antibiotics um, immediately. I've been bitten several times and several of those times have been my fault. And so as I learn and as my training gets better and better, I realize don't put your hand right there in the bite zone, do it this way instead. Um, I have bite gloves. I have a wonderful tool called the air muzzle, which is a round globe type device. And the way the neck opening is shaped, it's impossible to choke a cat. Their trachea is is left open, but yet it comes around the head and it's got a little opening in the front. So they can see what's going on, but their peripheral vision is... um, is limited. That alone tends to take a lot of fractious cats and just calm them down. Um, A new cat, uh, first groom, always gets the air muzzle. Never trust a cat is the motto of NCGI. (laughs) And that's true. I've had cats who've been lovely the entire groom. They even lay down in the bathtub and let me scrub their back and what have you and they get blow dried and they have no problem with the high velocity dryer and they get combed out and all is good in life and I go to hand the cat to the owner and turns around and bites me (laughs) so you you have to be on your guard at all times with the cats um we are trained uh, I am constantly watching eye dilation uh checking heart rate breathing all of those things which is another reason why I like to be down on the ground with the cat I lean over the bathtub. I let the cat walk around. I let the water follow the cat. They're never in rising water. It's always drained so that they feel more comfortable. Um, I put a mat down in the tub so that they're not slipping around. And a lot of cats do much better with that. I don't ever restrain a cat um, while I'm working with them. Some cats like to be wrapped up tight in a Pareto blanket, and then I open up little areas for the blow drying. Some cats are like, don't touch me. I'll go in a corner, blow dry me all you want. You have to learn the cat and respect the cat. And then the cat in turn will trust you because they realize, hey, what you're doing actually feels good and you're not hurting me. So, okay, I'll let you do it. If a cat starts panting, I stop the groom. I will either pause the groom and give the cat a chance to, you know, regain their composure, realize everything is okay. If it continues, I stop the groom. Sometimes a groom needs to be broken up into a couple of sessions where we give the cat a break and I come back the next day or the next week and finish things up. Um, But if a cat is going to kill me and there's no way to calm it down, that's when I will recommend a light sedation. Call the vet, see if you can get gabapentin. Um, only on, <laughs> they're tearing through the house after each other. Um, <clears throat> only on the 
most extreme situations, I think, should a cat need a full sedation groom at the vet? Um, there's been a lot of cats where people say they've been kicked out of grooming salons or even the vet can't take care of it that I've been successful with. Um, not everyone, I'm not perfect. There are cats that I cannot do. Um, and then sometimes the sedation is, is all it needs, just a light little bit of gabapentin to make them take the edge off the nerves. And then we try again and we could be successful. It depends on the cat. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, as you're speaking and talking about it, like I coming from my background in leadership and then, you know, your background in teaching, like that's what kind of pops into my head. Like how much of this behavior, you know, analysis that you're applying to these cats comes from your years of experience working with so many different personalities, right? When and like being to able to hone on into that. Sorry, go Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. When you learn to really listen and observe high school students, which is where my, my primary focus was, high school and middle school students. But when you really learn to hone in and focus on the individual student and what is best for that student, even though you have to teach masses, still being conscious of the individual needs, I, I think really sharpened my skills for this. Now it's totally different, you know, when, when I'm watching in a, in a student versus what I'm watching in a cat, but just that ability to focus in on the needs uh, of the cat and then having tools and skills built where we'll try this, that doesn't work, let's try this, that doesn't work, let's try this, um, I, I think is what's most important. Trial and error too, right? Yes. I think as an entrepreneur, right? When you start your business, I think we can all relate to that a little bit. You're going to do things and then you're going to learn from it. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to, to try, try things. Um, you know, I know you come from a music background and that's why you incorporated some salon music, some spa day music into your cat grooming. What was the process like when you were like, okay, you know, I think I'm going to try this. Like what was going through your mind and, and were you surprised or did you know it was going to work? Like, and I don't, I, I guess I'm going to say I knew it was going to work um, because I had already been grooming my cats at a couple of which were very bath resistant, <laughs> um, but taking care of them and having family members know that I had that skill and family members saying, can you come and do my cat and do my cat? And then other people starting to say, come and do my cat. So I kind of grew into it to where the, the confidence was, was there already. <clears throat> Maybe a little overconfident <laughs> is what got me some of my first to, you know, two or three hospital visits <laughs> where I, I was, oh, this cat will be fine. Never trust a cat. Um, and that's where the training just is, has been invaluable um, because I find myself now so confident. Um, I remember calling Lynn Paolillo, uh, who is with National Cat Groomer Institute, saying, I need to shave a cat. I've got an appointment that a cat needs shaved <laughs> and I've never done it before and I'm petrified. And it, 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 the way she just, she calmed me down and she's an incredible business consultant as well. Um, but the way she calmed me down and this is how you're going to approach this. And and, and now I look back on that going, it, it is, it's all about the confidence and the confidence in your training. Um, I, I knew it was gonna work. It was just a, a matter of to what level. Um, I started another business several years back, so I had that experience as a as a teacher of of high school band. I realized that the brass instruments were always getting damaged, especially on the bells. And I devised because I also do crafts and sewing and and crocheting and knitting and things like that. I can't keep my hands still. Um, and so I devised these covers and then people started saying, I want those, I want those. And I created a, a business where I, I sold those to drum corps and high school band programs and it got pretty big. So I had that, um, it, it got to the point of going to needing manufacturing instead of just doing it as a, a side hustle at home. Unfortunately, COVID killed that business because uh, education shut down and there wasn't the need and it all kind of stopped. And instead of going back into it, that's when the cat grooming was starting to emerge. And so I had the skill of 
knowing how to start a business in Texas and knowing about all the tax things and, and all of that. So I had that background behind me already. And so I thought, let's give it a try. And if it turns out to be a small side hustle, okay. Um, and if it turns into something bigger, I ended up retiring, actually, I know 35 years, you say that's time enough, but it was early because half of my career was in Ohio. So I only had so many years in Texas, but my mom got ill and there was no question. I dropped everything and I went up to Ohio and spent the last couple of months with her, which I wouldn't trade for the world. But when all of that settled down, I was left with, I'm not teaching anymore. I, my Brassets business is gone because of COVID. I'm grooming cats and I'm loving it. And that's when it just kind of all evolved into let's get this going. And it's taken off beautifully. My, my decision now is, all right, do we rip the bandaid off and really focus on advertising and growing this business? Because to be honest, I've done advertising and I have about 250 clients right now which is amazing. Most of it is word of mouth, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Kitty Bodega, um, and things like that. But I haven't, haven't spent a penny on advertising yet. So once I do, um, I guess the, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear them or not, um, but they get Just very loud bit. when they play. <laughs> I'm sure it's loud for you, but it's like, it mutes some of the background noise a little okay. bit. I just kind of hear them. It sounds like they're scurrying around a little. They are, and they're meowing at each other. They're having a good old mid-morning play romp. <laughs> you need that. You need that. <laughs> uh, well, that's fantastic. I am excited that your business has taken off. I mean, it sounds like you're really good at identifying problems and finding solutions to those problems. That is key. Of course, I would love every client to book me on a six to eight week schedule, which is what is recommended uh, for most cats. There are some short hair cats who can go longer. There are some long hair cats who need to be seen you know, every month, um, and, and especially Persians, Siberians, triple coated. But the teacher in me really wants to teach the owner, what can you do at home to keep your cat in great shape? Um, giving your cat a bath is going to get rid of the grease. Cats are greasy animals. And when that grease is starts to accumulate on a cat's fur, then shedded fur sticks to itself and then shedding and shedding and sticking. And that's where you get clumps and tangles, which then turn into mats, which get closer to the skin, which become dangerous from a health standpoint and painful to the cat. If a cat is, is terribly matted or too close to the skin, there is no solution other than shaving and starting over. I try to do everything I can to convince clients not to shave their cats unless it's necessary. Cats were created with full coats, short coats, long coats. That's what was nature intended. Uh, so to take that coat off for purely cosmetic reasons, I steer the clients in another direction. If they're taking it off because my cat is shedding all the time, give your cats regular baths and regular combing sessions. That will take care of your shedding problem. My cat gets tangled and gets mats. Get rid of the grease via bathing and comb on a regular basis. That's going to be the solution to your problem. So what I try to do is provide solutions to a problem so that cat owners can just love their cats and not hate what's going on with their coat or what's going on with their, their home. Are they scratching incessantly? Maybe consider nail caps, which are veterinary created and veterinary approved. Um, teaching the home, the homeowner, <laughs> the cat owner, how to clip a cat's nails. Some people are like, oh, hell no, you just come and do it. I'll pay you to come <laughs> once every two weeks and trim my cat's nails. But I try to tell them, watch me do it. Watch how I hold them. Watch what I'm doing, how I use a headlamp so I can see and how I do this and, and as fast as possible. The teacher in me will always be there. I want to teach people what products to use at home, what um, comb. People say, I brush my cat all the time. You need to be combing your cat. A steel greyhound comb. Let's get that yeah. <laughs> right here. And let's get the fur out of it because I just did a quick combing session. <laughs> These, 
you know, I've got an $80 fancy grooming comb and I've got this, which is about $15 on Amazon. And this is the one that I, I go to. If your cat is long hair, short hair, doesn't matter. Uh, this is what you need to be using. Short, quick strokes, not long pulls, because if you're pulling and there's resistance, the cat is going to hate you. So short, quick, lifted strokes to get down into the skin and get that dead coat out. And if you get resistance, turn the, the comb sideways and do a pick at it while you're holding on to it. Loosen it and then bring it out. If you're not using this on your cat every day, even for like a two or three minute swipe, you're gonna have fur all over your house. You're gonna have mats and tangles. And even worse, this is gonna go in your cat's belly, create hairballs, gonna create health problems, get the fur off of your cat. That's the most important thing. Um, I give um, clinics and I'm giving clinics an upcoming cat show in two weeks. There's a, a CFA cat show in Deer Park, Texas at the Jimmy Burke Activity Center. And um, I'm sponsored by Chubbs Bars and National Cat Groomer Institute. They um, sponsored, they, they tell me it's okay to use their names is, is, is what it is. And the Chubbs Bars, I've got samples for people who want to come to the show. I have um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's going to go get her Chubbs bars. Okay. That's right. Let's do it. This one is snow covered pines. Oh, wonderful. Those. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what I did before I found Chubbs bars. Chubbs bars were developed by uh, Danelle German, who is the president of the National Cat Groomers Institute. And these are good for cats and dogs, but they're especially good for cats for a lot of reasons. They, uh, they soap up lather up very quickly as long as the coat is wet down to the skin wet it's not going to work well if you just have the top of the cat wet it's got to be completely wet they soap up really fast they rinse very fast very clean which speed is extremely important when you're working with a cat um, they get rid of the grease. They leave the coat soft and shiny. Uh, I, I, tell, I put it in, in a mesh bag so that when I'm, I'm soaping it up, it's also doing some exfoliating. You mentioned allergies before. Really getting loosening up and getting rid of that dander as much as you can. The allergen is the cat's licking and the enzyme that's in their saliva goes onto their fur. It dries, it flakes off, and that's the dander we're talking about. And that is what so many people are allergic to. So if you regularly comb and brush, you regularly bathe your cat, you're reducing those allergens to where some allergic people can start to have a higher tolerance of the cat, which is wonderful. Um, the, the Chubbs bars, I, I can't say enough about them. I love them. I love them. Um, Danelle was kind enough to send me a bunch of samples. I'll have those at the show. Um, but I give a, a, a little clinic. It's about 20 minutes, half an hour long. I'll have one or two of my babies there as demo kitties. And it's entitled At Home Cat Grooming Tips. I show people what I use. I show people how to trim nails. I show people holds. Um, I show them uh, the green e-collar that they can get. You know, if you're really worried about your cat turning around and, and taking a bite for lunch while you're you're trimming their nails, get this this simple e-collar for about 10 bucks and you can eliminate some of those problems. Um, ear cleaning, eye cleaning, how to keep the coat in good condition in between grooms. And for people who really want to learn how, um, I, 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 I know that this is not good business, but <laughs> for me it is because it's the, the teacher in me. Uh, if somebody really wants to learn how to properly groom their cat at home, I will show them, I will teach them, I will work with them. Uh, a couple of clients have done that where they had me come out three or four times and they were involved in the groom the whole time. Now this is not somebody who's gonna go out and create a business grooming cats. This is somebody who wants to learn how to take care of their baby at home. And so I'm all about that and teaching them how to do that. I think that's fantastic. The education part that you do is to me one of the most valuable parts of the job and that you're willing to share that information and educate people so that they're better pet owners, that we understand cats better. You know, like there's right. just so much to that that I think is uh, really amazing. So I appreciate it, Linda. I really do. I was amazed when we were at our event together last time, like listening to you talk to people. It's uh, 
it was very, uh, I learned so much. Uh, and again, I'm not maybe using what I learned yet, but I was uh, very impressed, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. Awesome. Well, what have you learned or what can people do, our listeners, uh, you know, in terms of learning more about cat behavior and how to identify like when their cats need, you know, more grooming or need more attention? You know, I assume because you're working with so many different cats all the time, you've got a little bit of understanding on how to recognize things from cats' behaviors. And Absolutely. So. Well, if it's if it's your own cat, you, know, you, you start to learn their quirks um, very, very quickly. If you are, are petting your cat, your, your cat comes to you. We all know that cats make those decisions about when they, they want that interaction. Head bumps, pawing at you, yeah, they want that attention. Um, if you are, oh, my cat is laying there, I'm going to go pet the cat, watch the tail, that's your 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 telltale sign. If if the tail is is just being nice and calm, you know that's a welcoming sign. If they start whapping the the tip of their tail around, they're getting ticked off, and they're they're tolerating you. But you can be pretty sure that if you keep that up at that point, it's going to turn into a whap or a bite. Um, dogs, no matter what, you know, come here, come here. They're they're going to want that attention. But cats decide when it's okay and when it's not okay. So me coming into a house, if that cat's wanting it or not, I need to create an interaction with that cat. So really watching those signs, if a cat is aggressive or not, but trying to just calm the cat. There, There is a spot right here on the cat that if you were to take two fingers and rub between the eyes, but above the um, the eye line and just gently do that. A lot of cats will calm, calm down from that. Um, if you put your finger to them and they do this to you, go with it. Go ahead and scratch those areas. Um, cats have their scent glands right here. So I, at very first, I know it's dangerous because <laughs> they could bite, but I try to get that cat scent on me as quick as possible. So I will pet that cat right around this area and then I will do this as much as I can, the sooner I can create that interaction. Um, that works at home as well. You know, if, if you give those signs to a cat, they're, uh, they're going to be more more apt to come at you and say, I want attention from you rather than um, and ears back, tail flipping, don't bother. <laughs> but if the cat is, you know, turns upside down and shows you the belly, be cautious, but go ahead and because that's often a trap, by yeah, the way. Yes, but, but go ahead and give that belly a little rub, but get your hand out of the way as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, very, very quickly to test it out. <laughs> oh, and then as far as grooming is concerned, like where do you see the evolution of the field going? You know, I know that there's still a significant amount of education that pet owners need to have, but like are you seeing new trends? Like, are you seeing new products being developed? Like what's the, what's the trajectory? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's more and more people. And I, I hear it on a daily basis. I didn't know my cat needed to be groomed. I didn't realize my cat needed to be groomed. Um, I have a short hair cat, but it's shedding more than a long hair cat, which by the way is true. <laughs> short hair cats shed more. Um, it's just, you've got a lot of shorter hairs all over the house instead of the tumbleweeds from, from the long hair cats. Um, I didn't know that I needed to, to comb my cat. I didn't know I needed to do this. So that right there tells you that there's been more and more media coverage and more and more um, marketing and, and advertising towards um, taking care of your cats. I mean, the, the pet care industry is so enormous and COVID really ballooned it. Mm -hmm. You know, people are at home, the adoption rate, uh, for animals it just exploded. Um, we're hoping that that stays and it, it didn't create a bubble that burst, um, but there really had been a huge, huge increase. Mobile groomers just in this Houston area are popping up left and right. Um, and, and highly successful businesses are, are being created. Um, so the, the mobile industry has also 
exploded as well as people got more and more used to the convenience of having things done at home. So many more people are still working from home. So being a house call groomer is actually easier because more people are home during the day where they can accommodate you coming into their home or you bringing an animal out to the, to the, to the car. In regards to cats, like I mentioned, the Chubbs bars, those have been around for, for a while, but it, here's a mainstream um, in, improvement and, and a market trend is that Chris Christensen, which is a, a very popular, highly respected um, grooming products manufacturer, just came out with a new line called the Top Cat line that is specifically for cats. Um, less of the, the perfumes, because we know cats react uh, to smells very strongly, and a pH balanced properly for cats. These are designed for cats um, and, and a whole line. I've tested out the line. Um, so far, everything I've used, I've loved. Um, and a couple of my uh, processes, like my, my clarifying shampoo that I use, I've switched over to that. Um, there's their degreaser. I, I love very much. Um, I'm still a big F&T user for those of you who are groomers and know what I'm talking about um, because we deal with grease on cats so much more than on dogs um, that that's a, a big part of the cat grooming uh, line is what kind of degreaser are you using. So Chris Christensen coming out with, with that. You go on Amazon and you see all of these, some of them silly as all get out. Um, hammocks, hang your cat up so that you can trim their nails. Oh my God, I want a video of somebody trying to do that. <laughs> it doesn't There's work. that one cat out there that that works for. That's the video you're going to find. Just the one. Just though, the one right? cat. Yeah, but I can guarantee you if, if you're brave enough to put your cat in a hammock and hang them up, God bless you. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I've only had one cat my entire life that let me cut his nails. Um, the other ones, well, you know, I shouldn't say that. I had to do like the little like cover the eyes to clip the other cat's nails. But this one, like he would just, he would put his hand out. It was just so funny. And like, he would just like flex it and everything. And he just, yeah, the best him. thing, <laughs> the best thing you can do is starting when they're kittens and you've got cuddle time with them, play with their toes gently play in between their toes my cats all do it now I'll put my finger up there and they spread their toes and we do <laughs> little toe massages because they know that that's a feel good experience for them and that way I mean there's nothing worse than a cat that won't let you touch his paws I mean ugh, that's a battle royale trying to get those nails done so start them when they're young teach them that that's a good thing to handle their paws and make sure that you reward them with treats. Cats are very treat motivated and you think they would be just dogs, but cats, yeah, very treat motivated. So the, uh, the products that are out there, there you'll see um, these fishbowl things that you put over the cat's head to do their nails. Okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not going to suffocate my cat, even though there's these little holes in there. No, no. Um, the air muzzle and the e-collar are the ways to go on that. Um, I've even seen, and I bought them just because it was hysterical. They're these little rubber booties that you put on cats' paws, and then you Velcro them tight, <laughs> so that you can bathe your cat without them ripping. Oh my gosh, it's hysterical. And I, I. Got a video somewhere. I tried putting them on Mio. Yeah, that didn't happen. He's like, get this off, get this off. I think one or two shakes and it just went flying across the room. But oh my gosh, that's um, a good video for the internet. Yeah. Sure. More and more people are understanding that um, as much as you can do at home to care for your pet, the happier your pet, the healthier your pet. And so if, if we look on Amazon and, and things like that, and you're starting to see more and more products and advertisements for pet care, that to me, that's a good thing. But we've got to make sure that people are educated or so that they're not doing the wrong thing. Please, if, please, 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 if you are a cat owner, your cat has a mat, don't go anywhere near your cat with scissors or clippers unless you're trained but never ever scissors and the reason is and I don't know if everybody knows this or not but cat skin is not attached to muscle basically they're wearing a big old skin suit you could pull their their skin up if you were to even make the tiniest little nick in their skin and then it were to stretch 
Mm. it's going to tear. And I've seen cats with like seven staples in their hip because the owner clipped a mat and it, but it was just a little tear. And then the cat ran and it's, mm. Mm. please don't ever, please call a professional, but please don't ever go near your cat with scissors. It's just too dangerous. So be educated. Yeah, exactly. Very, very good advice. Um, Cause I think a lot of people want to, defer to that right because it's one cheaper right and you're, you you want to get things done swiftly um but you know there's so much risk involved with doing it like that you know when you're not trained on you know how to care for your cat properly this is probably one of the reasons why i never bathed my cat <laughs> it's like i know i'm not doing this right they're not gonna like it at all i'm sure my high, my stress level is high which is making their stress level high right right it's so, just got to be very zen about it maybe one day i'll be zen maybe <laughs> So any final words for our listeners? Any uh, last comments, tips that you'd like? Um, just like we just talked about. Yes, your cat needs a bath. Um, and we're, we're here. We're few and far between, but we are here. Um, hopefully the word gets out. More and more people start to um, embark on the training to properly handle cats. Uh, but there really is so much available online. Um, I, I've mentioned her three times now, and I hope she's okay with it. But Lynn Paolillo has a TikTok account where she does cat grooming videos. Um, and she shows people the process from start to finish. You can learn a lot from that. Um, Whitney Bullock um, is another one. She's on Instagram. And not only uh, does she have great advice and great um, short videos on do this, don't do that, but but she has, she's got some quick wit as well. I love watching her videos. She owns a, a, a cat salon in Charleston, South Carolina, I believe. She is tremendous. I enjoy her videos immensely. And um, I was going to say sometimes bordering on inappropriate, but that's just, that, that's what gets people nowadays. That's what I'm here for all the time. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say inappropriate. She pushes the envelope and, and she's hysterical about it. I just love watching her videos and I hope to, to meet her someday as well. Um, but there's, there's, There's stuff so out much there. education mm -hmm. out there that if you were to just Google cat grooming, be careful, you might catch some not so good things. So take everything with a grain of salt. Um, really well-trained cat groomers you'll find will have very large followings um, on their social media as well. And um, just do what you can to get the best advice out there if there's not a cat groomer near you to keep your cat in great shape. And this yeah. is going to save you a lot of trouble. Just get your cat used to it, turn it into an enjoyable experience with treats and what have you, and you'll save yourself uh, a lot of headaches, a lot of fur balls around your house, and maybe some vet bills too. Excellent. I might have to put that comb in the link so that people know where to find it. So. <laughs> Thank you, Linda, for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. As always, I've learned so much and I enjoy our conversation. So cheers. Too, and I look forward to seeing you yeah. and everybody at the Deer Park show coming up. Yay, and Deer Park. Live, love, meow. <laughs> love, love, meow. Mine says Elgato today. Yeah. I'm in a Halloween mood already, so <laughs> I'm a little early. But. <laughs>